So Grant, as two Disney guys, one of all still a voluntary single, as the kids say, and one not. We saw this movie alone on opening weekend. I mean, hell, Carl's getting dates in the air, but we host a podcast exclusively about socks, <laughs> the Captain Lightyear, and to justify your purchase of a $400 life-size socks. Do you think we could be classified as Disney adults? Before I answer your very well-posed question, am I voluntary single or are you voluntary single? I think you are. <laughs> I'm out here in these streets trying. And I'm not. Because you know? I've asked that one woman, she said no, and then I vowed to never try again. I've never been known to be an ace angler, you know? What? Someone who's very good at fishing. Tough to argue we're not Disney adults, as <laughs> our families came in town for our graduation and we both went to Disneyland with them. But I have a 10-year-old brother. You have no other excuses. I have two younger cousins. I had a 12-year-old okay, so and a 15-year-old. That, that's an excuse. But, like then, a, you know. but then I went to Disney World as well because I needed to go to Pandora. And that was that me and a 28-year-old is... man. But no, see, that's wholly different. I feel like this is time. Cool. But I was just talking to this woman on Hinge. We were talking to her. She went to Disneyland. I was like, well, it's well, for graduation, you know. And then she was like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I love Disneyland. Like, this ride's really good, etc." And then she's like, you know, I think I might be classified as a Disney adult. And I was just kind of like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> and then I kind of gave her guff. We were, like, joking about it. But then I was like, that's when I got to thinking, like, holy shit. Like, God forbid, like, I don't know how. If she finds out about socks talk, like, I look like the asshole. I look like the fucking weird one. You know, I mean, you could do a better job of promoting the show. <laughs> why am I the weird one for a hope coasting on a socks podcast? Like, why is it a weird thing to do? God, I feel like I'm a, we're gonna get boxed into that, or at least I'm gonna get boxed into this Disney adult mode as soon as they find out about socks. Also, the they 30 do. Disney years in my closet, but that's a different story. <laughs> I'm just gonna spend my paycheck on pins. All right, so I guess we should. I mean, you kind of you basically entered the podcast for socks talk. We talk everything yeah. socks, the cat from late year, and just find my $400 purchase of life size socks talk. So, you may be wondering why. Why the episode title is Elemental? I didn't even do the beep boops. Beep, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, eh, Just for posterity's sake. It's like when the fucking uh, title drops like 20 minutes into a movie. Can't wait for that episode we get to drop it in at the end. <laughs> like it's a Christopher Nolan movie. And he just didn't put one at the top. <laughs> I can't wait to do it. I, I gotta remember that now. Note to listeners, I will not remember that. <laughs> well, I wanted um, to explain why we're covering Elemental when we're a Socks podcast. Uh, well, I just think, one, the podcast is about Socks the Captain Lightyear so new Pixar movies are kind of this an occupational hazard <laughs> two grand super into them and three Peter Songs, our beloved voice of socks directed Elemental wrote and directed right yeah. did he write it I gotta say he wrote it did he it did like a, a super personal story so I imagine he had some fucking I find it kind of very heartwarming that I would say the set of four originals that have come recently which are Onward I'm not counting Soul because that's Pete Doctor if you said so I was gonna be like absolutely not get that <laughs> shit out of here that is wholly inaccurate no i'm i'm doing the docket of onward turning red luca elemental of the subset that i just think are autobiographical films where yeah, like we got the yeah. wacky elements over it but we got dan scanlon dealing with his family stuff and onward oh, we got domi dealing with her mom stuff and turning red we got pete dealing with his parents stuff and his romantic life in elemental and we got enrico casanova just kind of reliving his fun days in Italy. This is the only one that doesn't have a lot of baggage. Yeah, they have to actively pack shit into the movie like there being a random like race slash thing at the end. So fucking stupid. I hate it, that. It, uh, the first 40 minutes are like so not plotty and then it's like, this is about a race and you're like, why? 
No, exactly. Hashtag keep movies not plotty. You gotta appreciate when the fish go by, though. But we're not talking Luca, and we're not even talking Elemental. No, we, talking... we just wanted to tell you that so we can get through 40 minutes of Angus shit beforehand. <laughs> not 40 minutes, but no, we're starting off with the Pixar layoffs, and our boy Angus Look, fucking axed. We may hate Lightyear, but we love Angus, and I think these layoffs are generally so upsetting, and it's like miserable. That man's been at the company since Toy Story 2. He animated the video game Buzz Lightyear sequence. He clearly has a love for these characters. He's been such a great company man. Done a lot of hard work. And it's so disgusting that he got fired because of the non-success that is Lightyear. That's well, not so, his fault. I mean, was, the movie's bad, but like, it's yeah. not his fault it didn't perform, because it should have performed. And it's also bad fucking look when, what, it was Doctor at that awards show was like, we love Lightyear internally, like 100%. Didn't succeed. We'll take a look at that and move on and they're like actually we're gonna fucking like clean a couple house from these main light year guys like what are, what are we doing i think she was the producer gail i'm forgetting her last name yes. that's a bad look yeah, gail. but even i knew gail grant so i don't even like you know her last name no but you should it's just because you love frozen name. too <laughs> did she do that no the wind in frozen 2 is named gail so like any Shut gail sticks in your mind uh, audience, if you don't know, Frozen 2 is Dimitri's favorite movie. Gail Sussman. Gail Sussman, who is the person who saved Toy Story 2 from being deleted when the kill code to all the files was accidentally inputted. Without her, Toy Story 2 wouldn't exist. So when you fire that person, I'm like, she has the card for life. What are we doing that she's getting fired? Yeah, and hey, no, at the end of the day, they are companies. Like, they can't keep everybody forever. And, you know, like with the other guys, like, you know, Bird and Stanton, they've all fucking spread their wings and we're like, well, we want to do other things so they kind of like peacefully leave the company which is nice on one hand i'm like you know people have to fucking leave sometimes which like i love the pixar brain trust and like how they do things but it's also like if you get like one meh apple in there that guy can just fucking coast i'm not saying angus is a meh apple it sucks this is kind of the cards that he's been dealt but at the end of the day i'm like it is a company and like the gale thing is totally different i totally agree that shit like that like come on something you get grandfathered in for <laughs> but like with angus it's like you know, one of the guys probably had to go. And who are they going to cut from that core? You know, it's almost like a last one in. Should have cut Dan. Last one, first one out. But like, you know, it's like, oh, well, Angus, you're kind of the newest guy to get a movie. And the movie didn't perform. And someone needs to go. And it's like, well, it's shitty, but you're the guy. I want him to move on and do something else. Animation-wise, like, that's what I mean. Like, I want him to go to someplace else, but I don't really know what his identity as an animator is. It is so weird story. because he is so intrinsically linked. To Toy Story. That's basically yeah. all he's done. Because he's done the two Toy Story tunes. He did Lightyear. And his only other directorial effort is Bernie, which is a Wally short. So he yeah. hasn't really gotten to do anything that's just him. Yeah, so like I don't really know what he's got cooking. I'd love to be here and be like, oh yeah, he animated like a fucking short for another animation company. He doesn't really fit any mold of the other studios. The only one we could pitch was Skydance because they have no brand. And you have so, like, the identity. Pixar people connection even though it's yeah. lots of hugging Lasseter which, which we're not a fan weird, of which is so weird but like I wouldn't be shocked if he's like oh Angus get, get the fuck over here and I was like it wouldn't shock right, me because like, even though Lightyear didn't turn out he's very good at his job when it's not directing the movie like he's a very good yeah. animator but also though, the Toy Story tunes are fucking good no I think the like, Toy Story like, tunes like, are great I really like shit. Toy Story of Terror I think that's a really great holiday special but speaking of Angus we gotta talk about what Angus has been up to that we're aware that 
think it has been up to post five. Yeah, the, the guy needs a friend. He's <laughs> he's building a lot of fucking Legos on on Twitter, and I know the man loves Legos, but he's doing like custom builds. <laughs> built- I don't know. Okay, for any of you not in the know, which should be all of you. <laughs> There's no reason that anyone should know this. Ingus on Twitter has been posting photos of Lego things he's been building. He built this gorilla with like a robot body. Now he's working on to, another one. It has to be like an Optimus Primal thing from like an old Transformers cartoon. Because he's, he's, he's been on a Transformers kick. He has been posting movie. Lego Transformers he's built. So I, I kind of think it's like a cartoony version of Optimus Primal. It is very fun to look how his mind works when he's building Legos. Because you get to see, he posts each phase of the build. And you can see how it, it evolves. I don't think he really publicly said anything about the firing, but instead he's just fucking doing Legos. Like, all right, that's fair enough. I know for an actor, on a Pixar movie, if you work for scale, you make more than, like, quadruple, five times, whatever, well, yeah, in the residuals. Yeah. I don't know what his residuals are, but if he's an animator on, like, Toy Story 2, like, he could be fine. I don't know what it's like. I imagine it's no. not, because they don't even have a guild that's like, that, like, has a good deal. For directing a Pixar movie, I'm sure he doesn't have to work for a little bit. He's not scrambling to find another gig. I think he could fucking get one. It's, does he, he want His resume... They worked on Pixar movies, and then he directed Lightyear, which isn't great, but he fucking directed it. It's, it's a $200 it's, it's, million it's, dollar yeah. movie that he got up and running and working for. Yeah, it's just like, what does he want to do? I posit a theory. He's going to work for a toy company. I mean, he man does love toys. Like, he'll put a featurette on the DVD where they're like, we have never had a better time working with a guy. If he's happier in toys, by all fucking means, go for it. I feel like you would be less emotionally hurtful than like this for him. Yeah, unless he like makes a giant line of toys and they don't sell. <laughs> like the Lightyear toys? He, like he's just a man who is built for small time success. And then he can make an animated movie about that and it's great at the end of his life and it's a real redemption arc for Angus. I'm gonna write the Angus biopic by the way. I don't know. That'd be good. Just... I think that biopics about people who aren't normally <laughs> acknowledged in biopics are interesting. I mean like that's part of the reason Air's so interesting. Oh yeah, Sonny Vaccaro. <laughs> Stands rise up. What's the name of Bateman in that? I don't know Bateman's name. So you know what? So you know not all the unsung people, but just just the top guys. <laughs> Sonny Vaccaro and the and, you know the major unsung figure Phil Knight. Doesn't get enough credit. You know he's given over two billion dollars to charity. <laughs> I, was about to fucking, I was about to say the same fucking thing. <laughs> For a man who sells shoes, why is he always barefoot? He hates his creation. The real Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster thing. It's like what have I done? Staring at a fucking shoe. Well, I think fucking... Angus reached out to. Super 7 to make sure that life-size socks toy got made. So, I think he'd be at home at Lego or Super 7. And I hope he lands on his feet. Because Angus, mm-hmm. we love you. And I feel like you don't get enough credit. We hate your movie, but we do <laughs> love you, though. Like, we'd, I'd love another bite at the apple for Angus. If you want to sell your soul, you can go to Skydance. No one will be happy about it, but you can do it. I'll think less, but I'll be like, I still like Angus. And I think this is a good lesson for every creative person. Your creations don't define you. Because Angus, we may hate Lightyear. Once again, we love you. Your creations don't define you, but we only like you because you post weird Lego things on Twitter. <laughs> that is true. I do love his Lego, guys. <laughs> I want that gorilla. Alright, next on the docket, we have the tweet. 
Longtime listener, first time caller, Jacob Hirsch, sent us a tweet from at Jake Broads. I don't know what this man has tweeted. Um, I'm sure some unhinged shit. <laughs> and, you know, we here at Sock Sock do not, like, condone anything this man has tweeted except this tweet from October 27th, 2021. So this is pre-Lightyear? Yeah, the, maybe this this may have been off the announcement or this person is just cold tweeting a Lightyear tweet, <laughs> which is something I love. Quote, Buzz Lightyear, drunker than dog, dickhead in hands over a pile of coke on a motel wooden end table, crying sputtering, spitting, snotting as flashes of younger him firing round after round into little green creatures as they flee into <laughs> holes in the ground. Cue Allison Chain's rooster. <laughs> it's written like the road, so there's no punctuations. It's really in the breed that you have to kind of start putting in those commas. I like that he almost basically predicted old Buzz. I like that his dickhead is in his hand for no reason. <laughs> but I think there's a lot to talk about here with the little green aliens. As we know, they're from the Toy Story movies. Not in Lightyear. And Angus has a reason why. Yeah, because those are in the cartoon, right? No! They're Pizza Planet's oh, so. mascot. So Angus was like, they're not gonna be in the movie. They have nothing to do with Buzz. You tell me this shit, and maybe Angus needed to get fucking fired. Angus, what the fuck are we doing, man? He's like, it broke continuity, and then he made Zerg old. Buzzes. So, like, I don't... Yeah, it seems like there's a little bit of a fucking recent history of them doing that weird shit, and then Elemental having just, like, so many delicious, like, holes that we could be like... So, how do they do this? So, that was a tweet. Thank you, Jacob. We should name this thing. We should have it more. Where it's like people send us stuff to talk about. We'll call these the messages from Star Command. (laughs) Next time it'll be like at the end, right before the thank yous and after what is light year. Yeah, sorry. We we have like an 18 item agenda. This is a weird episode. It is a weird episode. The energy is super like strange for what it normally is. I like it. It feels like two boys who are about to pass out. (laughs) All right. So, we have three more topics before. For elemental. There's no fucking way, so, man. I thought we only had one. Quickly, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear light year. You're fucking us up, man. You're on We're not in sync. Happy birthday. To you, and many more. Let your turn one today. Probably should have put this at the top. There's no reason for this. It definitely should have been the opening. Hope Carly and Lucas didn't hear that through the walls, muttering to themselves, "He's definitely in his fucking loser era." We'll be right back with more Doughboys. This is where an ad break would go if we had any sponsors. But for now, we had to cut out five minutes for tech problems, and that's a reference to a podcast we like, so that's why that Doughboys bumper is there. And now we're back. I was discussing that I'm in my loser era, and as I'm looking at this cup of coffee I just picked up, <laughs> I will notice on the Zoom, it's in my Jakku mug, and I'm very much in my loser era. I look sickly on the Zoom. You look normal. I mean, that should say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm gonna get you that Nima Outpost t-shirt shirt with like a star wars button down so you could wear the shirt with like the open button down it, it, it'll be I would quite love a it. i would love a star wars button down honestly i bet that'd be pretty good it's see they're, they're cool but they're expensive fucking 60 bucks 70 bucks what do you goddamn mind i'm down for nice shirts but i know it's not like a quality shirt it's just for the ip no that shirt's gonna be like wearing a paper shirt mm-hmm. speaking of paper shirts me and harrison didn't want to buy halloween costumes one year so i mm-hmm. was woody and he made a paper outfit that was just taped to me 
me and I couldn't move in it. That's fucking smart. Fucking for no reason you guys did that, but alright. My mom made me a Pac-Man costume a couple years in a row. Hey. Out of cardboard. Me, Jenny, Paul, and maybe Pat? Who knows? We're all Pac-Man and the ghosts like five years ago, six years ago. Oh, that's fucking cute. The year before we went to college, we were gonna do Halloween and I was the only one that dressed up and then they made me sad. What'd you dress up as? Star-Lord. It was like the year I got my costume. Oh, dressing I got a life-size rocket plush that I was gonna zip tie to my leg. Halloween's fun. You should always dress up. If you're going to a Halloween party, absolutely. If you're not going anywhere, like, you know. just dress up. Grant, what were you last year for Halloween? I was uh, District Attorney Gil Coulson from The Batman. I was Cody Maverick. My ex was Chicken Joe. That was a fun costume. I liked that one. That you should have been Cody board. Maverick, but like you were a penguin in like a Top Gun helmet. Well, if you would have told me this, I fucking would have done it. <laughs> and then the year before that, you were Rick Flag. Um, and I was Jack Cunningham from the way back, which, you know, it's very telling. I, that costume cost zero dollars. The alcohol was like going to be there everywhere. whether you wanted it or not. Chick fil Jack Daniels bottle was 75% Jack Daniels, 25% Coke. I think everyone can see how, where the night ended up. That was a bad night. <laughs> yeah, I'm realizing most Halloween are fun for most of it, and then at the end of the night it gets pretty bad. It's a real OC Christmas cut. <laughs> <clears throat> One, maybe I should stop drinking so much on Halloween. And two, maybe the drama will be less. Maybe instead of drinking, you should just eat an amount of candy that makes you physically ill like I did. We're two peas in a pot, aren't we? What's that John Mulaney joke? We're not so different, you and I. You've got your business, I've got these fucking markers. <laughs> so, happy happy I mean, anniversary, don't. Lightyear. Happy anniversary, Lightyear. What's next? Are we talking Genki? Yes! Big news, everyone. Pete Sons and Spider-Verse. He voices Genki, a character they ruin. They're going their own way, Graham. It's okay. People Genki. can have different interpretations of things. It's okay. In the comics, Genki is fat, and he's nice, and he's excited to be Miles' friend. And in this, he's miserable, he's thin, he's muscular, which I don't like, and he hates Miles. I don't know if he hates Miles. He's peeved. He's kind of low energy. He doesn't but, seem happy to be you know. dealing with him. Would you? I don't think you would, man. Think of Spider-Man as your roommate. I think you'd think it was cool, but I don't think you'd like him. Well, I think if I was aware he was Spider-Man, I'd like it like Genki does. If I didn't know, I'd be like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? See, I, I think if you knew, I don't, I don't think you'd like it. That's the thing from rooming with you. I don't, I don't know if you'd be a fan. I'd be late at night, you fucking hang with the other friends, you let it slip that you fucking know Spider-Man. <laughs> the thing is, they I wouldn't did. even ask who he was, and I would have already told them. I'd be like, they yeah, Miles was swinging outside. He had to deal with this guy named Scott. <laughs> and they'd be like, wait, what? Wait, what did he say? Exactly. Grant would give up the goat immediately. <laughs> just, just like not by accident. It'd be chatting. He'd be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, like Miles was um, over on 5th uh, and he was running late for class where so he like swung and he had to get changed in the janitor's closet out of his suit. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and like, oh, uh, right. Um, never mind. <laughs> What? Like what the? But then a week later, you'd say some other shit like that. I'd be like, like "Do you guys think My so. Miles's new costume is worse? I think it's worse." Grant couldn't handle it. I think the stress would get to me a little bit. What? What stress? I don't know, that would make this fucking try to kill his roommate. Oh, like someone would like find it, out he's Spider-Man and then try to kill you to get to him? Yeah, just be like a casual, like, you know, like, as like as like the first one's gone, it's like, hey, I can get close to you. Okay, but they're not going to kill the media family. They're going to kill his fucking roommate that he, like, kind of <laughs> likes, you know? And he's like, oh, oh, fuck, I like that <laughs> It's guy. not going to do a great job motivating if he only kind of likes the guy they kill. That's step one. It's like, hey, I can get to you. I want you to know. I'm not going to kill your mom yet. <laughs> you might but thank the, thing is, the villain. I, Jesus, yeah, the, the fucking uh, li the liquor bottles will be on the floor all the fucking time. <laughs>
And I'm, I mean, fuck, I, 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 have, um, I have spider sense. Even I can't fucking maneuver the goddamn floor. Everything's clanking all the time. <laughs> if Spider-Man was my roommate, I feel like I wouldn't steal his Jordans like Yankee does. I would take the yeah. web shooters and I'd try to swing and I would die. <laughs> <laughs> In my death, I would also accidentally reveal he's Spider-Man. Because it'd be like, how did he get those? See, I feel like I could keep the secret. Even when I'm fucking drinking. I have a pretty good sense of what I'm saying, for the most part, if it's important. I'd also probably turn Spider-Man into an alcoholic, though, so. Wait a second. Doesn't he have, like, a super metabolism that he, like, can't drink beer? But that's a flash. That's... That's the Flash. Is, is that Grant Gustin Flash? God, that's every Flash. Right. So, Pete Stones uh, and no, Spiders, so get that bag. Mm -hmm. I love that Absolutely. all the animation guys are friends. That's so sweet. I, I do I love Genki as a them. character. Not so much in these movies, but I'm glad if he's voiced by anyone, it's Pete Stones. Yeah, I, I hope to see Pete Stones popping up in more, in more things. I have a great Emil voice acting story I overheard by watching a behind the scenes video. <laughs> you overheard? You, you're, you, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I was talking to Bob Peterson through the television. Like, I guess? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I was hanging out with, I was watching dailies with Brad Bird uh, on my DVD of Ratatouille. Have you guys met my friend? He's a seven-foot-tall monster named Sully, and I see him on the TV sometimes. You want to hear a fun young Grant story? And by young Grant, I mean maybe at 14? Oh, yeah, I, I do, yes. You know, like, when you're little and you're like, is Toy Story fucking right? If I shut this door, that toy gonna get up? Yes. Okay, yes, yes. So, I rewatched Monster Inc., and I guess I was in my superstitious era where i would check the closet before like i checked the closet on the night i went to the bathroom i checked the shower curtain that's fucking cute as hell oh my god oh my god we have um, one more topic to get through in. okay what's the what's the time carl's date we gotta talk oh, carl's date i forgot carl went on a date before i did i mean not before you did yeah but You've been I, on I a know, date carl, carl have, went on but... a date before i did well okay yes oh, that's right but, but Carl went on a date before I could go on another date post-relationship. I like how you forgot when you opened the episode with a joke about Carl's date. So, a little context. Well, 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 I wrote that before watching Carl's date. <laughs> After I watched Carl's date, it arguably was, like, erased all the prior Carl's date shit. It's fucking weird. It's kind of like The Flash. But a little context going into Carl's date. It is a sequel to the series of shorts on Disney Plus called Doug Days, which are Wait, about... Wait, what? I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's a series of, I think, five? shorts on Disney Plus all directed and written by Bob Peterson and they're all about Doug doing shit I rewatched the, the last episode the one called Science in which Russell makes the talking dog collars for other animals so there's a squirrel voiced by Simon Helberg in a bird voiced by someone it wasn't Simon Helberg fucking, it's weird that it's Simon Helberg but then Carl's Date was gonna be a Valentine's Day short that just dropped on Disney Plus and then Pixar was like can toss this bad boy in front of Elemental and they did. And I wish they did. It's on like the same quality level as the Doug Day shorts. They're all like cute. They're fine. They're not great. They're not even really anything. But I like that Bob Peterson's writing and directing because uh, we mentioned The Good Dinosaur earlier. That was his project he was gonna direct it it was his idea and he got kicked off that project by Lasseter when he, Lasseter kept hiring directors and firing them a few years into a movie and the good dinosaur didn't have a director for like a year and then Pete Stone got on that project to direct it so Doug Days and Forky Asks a Question are Bob Peterson's little outlet well they're not very good Forky Asks a Question is deranged Doug Days is sweet and Carl's Day it's also sweet it's very insane it though Carl's Day sucks it's not even sweet like seriously. 
I was wholly on board for this. Grant's, you know, not the biggest up fan. You like it, don't love it. I give it an 8 out of 10. I think it's a fun watch. I don't think it's nearly the best of Pixar or even the best of animated movies. It's fun. I agree with that. But I like up a lot. It's what Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls should be. Okay, okay. So, but, <laughs> so, so, like, when I hear that it's gonna be that, I was like, okay, that's weird. Like, of all the things to go back to, like, I guess we can fucking do up in Carl and shit. But I was like, Carl Day, that sounds fucking nuts. And you walk in, and this short is so fucking deranged, but, like, not even in a good or funny way. It's, like, lowest common denominator shit. And they, like, the shit that, like, Pixar didn't do these kinds of, like, super kitty kitty jokes. Like, Doug just says poop at one point. You know, like, like, like what the fuck are we doing? They didn't do that before. And now they're doing it. And you have, like, these, like, stupid fucking jokes that just aren't funny. And then you pair it with Carl's talking to a photo of his dead wife <laughs> saying, like, I hope it's okay that I can go on a date. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I would say, like, like it's, it's like an deranged. episode of Octonauts or Jake and the Neverland Pilots level of it's yes, like a yes. preschool show. But then they'll drop yes. in this man mourning his dead wife and it's just, they don't mix. The mourning the dead wife stuff isn't even bad. I don't think it's, like, great. But, like, I think it's solid. You put the little G Kino sting there and you're like, okay, like, you know, you, you're gonna fucking work what you got. But I don't know. It's just so fucking, like, what are we doing? Doug calls like, Carl Papa yeah. and then tells him he must act like a dog like what the fuck is that I don't know. who fucking let that happen bob honestly, kind of pissed. like that was a fucking ridiculous story honestly if i go see elemental you know what i would do i would come 25 minutes late so i could miss the trailers in the short also it's just carl with dyed jet black hair so hard to look at like I, carl wouldn't do that that's hashtag not my carl i sound like a fucking nut but like that's not carl <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> track at all this is Carl's ed asner's last performance i thought it might be i don't like that like carl Carl's Day could be a kind of like a fun, dramatic, funny short. Yeah. You know, like this old man's trying to date again. And it's like kind of weird, but like it's he's trying it out. If he's, we he's, saw he's, the he's, date or the woman. Carl is like a six-year-old. He doesn't like know what a date is. He's like, he's like, chocolates? All right, let me buy a hundred chocolates. We're like, what? Like what? Like, it's like <laughs> is that a fucking idiot? Yeah, I hate it. Fuck Carl's date. I hope it went bad. <laughs> He brought a dog. Did she know that was gonna happen? And I thought it was gonna be like the dogs play together and the. And That's what I assumed it was day. gonna be. But then it was Alpha from the first movie, which is crazy. Which talk about such a scene direct exposition because they're like no one remembered that this guy is an Alpha anymore and Doug's Alpha, so we're gonna have Doug call him Alpha and him go, no, I'm Beta, you're Alpha, Doug. And Doug goes, oh right. <laughs> no, I was out by then. By then I was like. Oh, this yeah. is so fucking bad. Like, I was like, really? This is how we're doing this? We need no exposition. I don't need to know that Doug is alpha. It doesn't matter. Well, I guess by the end, he kind of like more assertive, sure. But like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Why wasn't Bob laid off? Don't say that. After this calamity, they need to take a stern fucking look. <laughs> he got Doug an Emmy for Forky Asked a Question. Day. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> Carl's Day is what he's done. And let me tell you, it ain't fucking looking good. <laughs> well, he hasn't really done it lately. It was gonna come out in February. What have you done for me lately? And Forky Asked a Question is fun. Like, like, I'm, I'm down for that. Good. It's good deranged. So I'm just saying Bob needs to be careful. 
See, but Bob has a Gale level thing where he should just stay on forever. I think you know about this. There's a scene that was cut from Monsters Inc., but he is acting it out on the Blu-ray where he's voicing Sully and Mike, and Sully comes to work late and Randall's upset. This is a version of the movie where Sully is Randall's assistant, the way Mike is to Sully. So Randall has Sully hand out coffee, and Sully has to go, fresh coffee, fresh coffee. So I think he's got a job for life. I like how Grant said, I think you know this. Grant says it to me almost fucking every day since we watched it together because, <laughs> I don't know, I drink coffee. Okay, anyway, but no, Doug Days sucked. I was glad to see the short. I like that they're doing it. No, they should do shorts. Um, but the last two shorts they, in theaters were Carl's Date and a Simpsons one. And it's just like, don't do that. Give me like Burrow. See, I agree. Do real shorts, but don't do that. Don't do Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Like, no. give me a real short, the actual the story preferably not connected to ip and it's a fucking short film like who, who gives a shit carl's date is not bringing anybody to the theater and also it's just like, like my, my audience i guess kind of liked it because it was up and because you yeah, know what yeah. they're probably dumb if you give someone burrow we would have been fucking tearing the seats out of the goddamn <laughs> theater because it's so fucking rad right? but i guess it's time to get on the subway to element city fuck yeah you know what guess what i fucking super like elemental <laughs> elemental's fucking charming elemental this charming. I like it a lot less than you, but I still enjoy it. Grant and I have very similar thoughts. <laughs> the thing is, all the bad stuff, I'm willing to kind of like give like a blind eye because I think the romance when they're doing it is so cute and I think they have chemistry. The movie's fatal flaw is that it is not a full romance movie. Like, they couldn't do it. It's fucking impossible, especially at the budget they're working at. And honestly, I think if you make it the full rom-com, it doesn't make any less money. No, I think it makes more money if we're honest. Because critical reception would be better. Well, we're going to get more word. into it in a minute. But the marketing of this movie, they're only selling you on Element City. Everyone's like, why are we doing like another Zootopia type? What if these yeah. things live together in a metropolis? And no, and everyone's like, we don't care. But that's so little in the movie. And the stuff that cooks is the romance and the characters mm -hmm. and the charming little scenes. Whereas when this movie tries to be plotty and this tries to do world building, it doesn't really work. Yeah. It's when it's just doing the Pete Stone's story that is vaguely autobiographical is when the movie sings. I think the animation's like, I kind of get on Pixar for like the Elio shit. It looks so fucking stock standard. But this is doing fun shit. This like, is doing Pixar really doing some interesting fun shit. stuff. Technically, it's so impressive because Wade and Ember are not like a guy that is wet slash a girl that's on fire. They are just the thing. So they have to animate every layer of them, like the bubbles that are in Wade, the lighting levels have to go through the whole body body and how that affects everything it's super technically impressive and i love that it's innovating animation in a way that's so different than what like sony's doing with the spider-verse stuff or paramount's mm. doing with ninja turtles it's a completely different thing it's just really interesting work this is a movie that only really works in 3d animation pixar's like they're so they're stuck in their way and they do not leave that box they expand the box and they do cool shit but they stay in the box and this started to expand it and turning red definitely fucking started to expand it the last thing I want is Pixar to do Spider-Verse. Spider-Man's like pioneering and perfecting it, and then other things will be inspired by other 
Pictures Studios. Pixar does not need to do this. I just want them to not be stuck in the fucking box like normal and be like, you can do like Domishi and even, I don't like Luca, but Luca looks fucking incredible. Like Luca's taken swings and you're like, hell yeah, let's start doing Luca that. Luca kind of looks Grant like an Aardman movie if it was CJ. It's a good comp, I like that comp. But then like Grant knows, I want like, a big 2D animation movie and like Pixar can definitely- They're Pixar doing can, 2D a way they can in their the Disney Plus short. I think they're ramping up mm -hmm. to do one. I just don't think they have the confidence yet to do it. But like that would be something that I'd be like, oh shit, let's fucking go. Because Burrow looks phenomenal. Like, oh, Burrow is very good. I like 20 something. Kitbull might be my favorite Pixar short. So like, oh yeah. So I, I guess all I their guess 2D stuff is short. very good. And I would like to see it on the big screen in a feature film. 2D going away, 3D happening, and now we might go back to 2D, at least from a Pixar standpoint. Mm -hmm. It really feels like streaming where it's like, here's cable, here's a million streamers, and now we're just back at another version of cable until we're mm -hmm. gonna get basically cable back where it feels like yeah. a real circle moment where we basically just want the thing that's gone now we it feels like spider-verse has made 2d's like a new thing it's new and hip so there people would get excited yeah. to see it from here on out there's gonna be vague spoilers so i'm just putting a spoiler tag they're not that vague my guy they're pretty explicit <laughs> now back to the show so we got like two major story things in here we have mm -hmm. ember taking over the store and she doesn't want to do that because mm -hmm. she wants to make her glass and we have ember and wade falling in love like i think those two plots and then you have like five tiny shit you get rid of the tiny shit because we'll, we'll talk about those scenes that just don't work and the making the glass that's clearly like the analogous to pete Zone's animation the issue like she's not aware that she wants to do that that's an so issue i have with movie. it as well like that but like it's hardly a thing until down the line so she could be ignorant maybe of it which would be a little weird but she we could, could just be doing out. it as but, like a fun yeah. thing where she doesn't think that it's like a career or anything because she's so set on running her dad's shop but like the that. fact and, that it's introduced yeah. super late it's when ember's meeting wade's parents and it just feels like that should be an element from the start of the movie the main problem i have with elemental as a whole is it feels like a pitch for a movie or a bullet point of story beats it doesn't feel like a fully fleshed out movie it feels like we have all the key moments we have none of the specific scenes. Feels like a montage of a movie. This just seems very almost like haphazardly in its plotting. It's like, oh, we start here and then like oh we'll give like a, a brush of romance oh, but we got to get back to the plot but then we kind of like shore up one plot and like oh we better introduce another thing it's like they don't have a plot for one movie so they put five tiny plots into it but when they staring down the barrel of the romance and just doing something where there doesn't have to be a giant like you know like we don't have to save the town which they they, they have to like save fire town right whatever like Vaguely, at the end with yeah. all the water and like i'm fine with that but it is such a non sequitur from almost everything <laughs> It's like, I think the best example of it is uh, Wade issues like 30 odd tickets on Ember's store. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we think that's going to be the plot. Like they have to stop the ticket. And two scenes later, it's finished. Like they get the tickets canceled. It's not an issue. So then we have to introduce another problem. The movie keeps wanting to be about a plot. And then it's like fighting with itself because it's finishing them. It really feels like an argument that like, what, should we be plotty? Should we not? And they just settle on this weird in-between. It's like the ticket. 
is like, oh, so Wade gives the tickets, whatever. Ember chases them. Good, good, like nice little sequence. And then randomly, okay, so Wade submits the tickets. And then two seconds later, Ember says like three lines. And he's like, I wish you would have told me that five seconds ago. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like what? And then we go to another thing. And then another thing, just an excuse to build out the world to be like, the wind people have basketball. And like, who gives a shit? We and like, love LUDs. We love LUDs. That was, that we was love I fucking forgot about that. But like, you bring it up the moment I purposely like hide away because I don't want to. I want to bring up the Lutz moment because it's when the romance is introduced and it's introduced so poorly in my opinion because it's Ember is just looking at Wade do the we love Lutz to get the crowd to cheer for Lutz because Lutz is fucking everything up and she's yeah, like, yeah. Also, oh, a ton, this a ton guy's of parent, like good. A ton of parental trauma in this movie. Everyone's, everyone has a fucking deal with their parents. It's kind of funny. Does Lutz have like, a deal oh, with his parents? Also, Lutz's mom is sick. That's why he's doing bad. <laughs> Gail's dad loved fucking Windstorm or whatever, so that's why she's there. Wade can't shout about his dead dad. <laughs> All like parental trauma, and I'm just like, you're hitting this too on the nose. As much as that kind of might be true, a lot of shit comes down from the parents. We don't need that told to us like five different times. That's like, very just, funny that the crowd like, was booing Lutz because his mom's in the hospital. <laughs> they were booing him because Lutz was doing bad. Why well, I know he's doing bad because he's thinking about his mom, but maybe don't boo Lutz. <laughs> Like fucking assholes, but then so like. Well, I mean, they go to the all of Element City kind of racist toward each other. We will get into that, but so then they go to the game to get the tickets canceled. At the end, they do, but in the long run, it's like there's water in Fire Town, and Gail's like, "Water's been shut off there for years. Why is there water there?" And we're like, "Okay," and then that is never answered. I thought it was gonna be a giant plot. No, no giant plot. And it's so weird that Gail cancels the tickets after the airball game, but then no one like really deals with the pipes problem. Because the, the fire people just keep resealing the holes. But, like, that's not a real solution. They fixed him as, like, a temporary thing to figure out the problem. And it's just, like, it, this is tertiary shit. Like, it truly doesn't matter to anything. It's almost like they needed the business to be in jeopardy and that flame to be in jeopardy to, like, have a giant moment at the end and, and do all this. But they thought of the most convoluted way because they were like, it needs to be more complicated. When in reality, it doesn't. The story is very simple. It's very sweet. And keep it that way it's like well without set pieces are kids gonna really pay attention and it's like fucking i don't think anyone was really t taken by the fucking convoluted plot of this everyone fucking lost their minds when wade never kissed and when wade crashed the party people were like gasping and they're like that shit it's the shit that worked it's the shit that you want the whole movie to be because that's when the movie's working it, even though the romance is introduced very poorly when it is there it's the best part of the movie because the characters have chemistry the characters are super well defined i 100 agree the two characters of wade and ember like it's a really good twofer and those characters are so good that it's astonishing that all the other characters pale like i think the parents are fine i think the mom of ember is kind of insane i think wade's family doesn't really make an impression no but i think the mom's funny i like the mom it's Catherine o'hara which is fun you know and i think bernie is solid but there's no one else. Gail is insufferable. I think uh, Claude's funny. I, I kind of hate Claude, but like Claude's weirdly one of the ones that leaves an impression at least. But you almost like don't need those other characters. I'm high on this movie. I'm higher on it than Grant, but I do feel like it's also a wasted opportunity. It also kind of feels focus group to death, where it's like, where is it slow? Where, is they, where they cut out every slow moment, where it's it's just going. This is a very fast-paced movie. And like things are highlighted to the point where it's like, I got it, guy. There's a scene at the start when Bernie and the mom 
are on the train to Element City and some water gets on the mom and Bernie like looks at the water guy like angrily and like, oh, I get it. And then he grumbles water like i got i got it it's goofy as fuck (laughs) see i was thinking when ember's going for bernie's record and she says it like i'm going for my dad's record like seven times ember yeah honey we get it i see i didn't feel it too much yeah of course you didn't you goddamn cloud puff fireball hey you can't say that you went to exactly (laughs) what i want to talk about the fucking weird the weird politics of this community the the racism 101 of this movie (laughs) some of it i was like oh this is fine like like the immigration story i was like okay i kind of get this but then other parts are like the cloud puff shit is like it's so fucking like toddlery and it's so bad but it's also like what the fuck really and like the no fire people allowed yes i wanted like a gordon parks photo recreation of like the fire people (laughs) eating at their own eating at the fire only part of the restaurant it's that on the nose and you're just like what (laughs) like like, what like why like we understand what they're trying to do i think it's very admirable what they're trying to do like introduce these topics to children and show why they're wrong it's the same thing zootopia tries to do i think zootopia is more successful at it because it's because that's what the whole story about but it does get you so in the loop of how does this society work this doesn't make any sense it's fucking weird but i don't really have a super issue with it if you fix the plotting the movie can be a far and away success even with the weird way way they go about this it's like cars rules like i'm a big fan of cars the first ones i love second one is a fun ride even though it's truly deranged and the third one is a metatextual masterwork on uh, uh disney buying pixar cars has an insane world that makes no sense but those movies work anyway because the story is strong enough but that stuff's just why like it's goofy in some parts and in the moment where wade takes ember to go see the vivisteria like it's very sweet that moment's like, great yeah. like when they have gail make the bubble for ember that's like the biggest set piece you need is her needing to survive getting out of the water it was tense but it wasn't bigger than what the movie needed and then after that wade and ember finally touch and that's a great moment very sweet dance and it's one of the most romantic things i've seen on screen in so long and i'm just like oh my god and like ember's like resting her chest on him and i'm just swooning in the theater i am having a fucking ball of a time there's so little like tender romance and like sexuality in any movie nowadays that it's like this kiss at the end was like fucking full of emotion and i was like shit and like pixar holds we hold on it and like i was like damn i was like this is like fucking like wild and like not like sanitized like a fucking marvel movie no it feels like the kiss at the end of ratatouille where it's what the characters were do so we're gonna do it that stuff in the movie works so well for me that it overcomes a lot of the failures just because it's like shit it's like a goddamn oasis in the desert for that kind of stuff give me fucking 90 100 minutes like a romance and then ember trying to find herself we can get something something for wade to do in the parent and like and you you got yourself a movie but yeah so like the movie it just, it just seems to willfully ignore like what it has to go for like what i was saying like set pieces and and the focus groups and shit like that and lowest common denominator bullshit that's like that's what trolls is for the fact that that's gonna absolutely eat elemental's lunch like is so disappointing the reason i think i like this movie is because i see the movie i want in there it's like annoying it's like when you something like is buried and you're like you can see it and you're like ah I want to I want to get in there but like you can't 
Because, like, a really interesting element is Ember's anger and how she's very frustrated with everything. She's constantly blowing up. I wonder why I connect to that. That element is so poorly introduced, like the romances as well. And you don't understand why it's happening. But Wade has like a really sweet thing where it's like, oh, I used to have anger. I thought of it as myself trying to tell me something that I don't want to believe. And I think that's a very great concept. They just don't get the most out of it because of how poorly integrated it is. It's how I kind of feel about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It has every idea in there to work. But it's getting so distracted with plotty stuff, trying to do other things, that it doesn't get to do what would make it successful, in my opinion. Because I know people like Guardians 3. <laughs> like, overall, uh, Elemental, a success. Like, the fact that I like a new Pixar movie, Turning Red was the first time in a long time, and now it's like this. And I was like, oh, hell yes. Like, hopefully, well, Elio. Oh but hopefully... He's got that Burrow phone case. And that Burrow phone case is doing a lot. I like the bit at the end of the trailer where the guy's like, yeah... Moms are hard. I ate mine out of the womb or something like that. And Elio's like, that's just like a thing for you guys? He's like, nah, it was only me. <laughs> I think that's no, a fucking I, wild I, joke. That is a wild joke, but yeah. But, no, but uh, Elemental overall, well, I don't think it comes together. Its lead characters are very strong. It's got a very sweet story behind it. Like, I love Pete Stone's dedication to his parents at the end, which he sadly lost during the production of the movie. So they never got to see the final product. I didn't fucking know that. Oh, oh yeah. Damn. No, so it's very sweet. I love that Pixar recently, the varying results, is just letting the people tell their stories. It's nice to see a major studio be like, you, do it. Just say what you have to say. Which, Pixar was al has always been my favorite because it's basically a studio of auteurs. We lost that in like the period from 2011 to 2017, but... It's nice to see it kind of coming back, even if it's probably going to go away again because of how Disney Plus has devalued Pixar and this movie's not going to do well. And Elio's probably not going to do well either. Yeah. Like, I, I think we probably talked about the pod. Like, the budgets are too inflated. In an age where Spider-Man costs is... $100 million versus Elemental's $200 million. And Spider-Man's fucking cleaning up the box office. It's going to win the Oscar no matter what for anime feature again. And, yeah. And it looks better than Elemental does. Like, like, like Wade and Ember look phenomenal, but then the rest of it kind of looks a little tempy so you know maybe maybe firing angus isn't where you're looking for your budget or your money maybe you need to start slashing budgets and like i'm all for big budgets to people who deserve them but like every movie does not need to be 200 million dollars well it's also like, it's it like doesn't. innovate technology wise where you need to in elemental you need to figure out wait yes. ember that's the whole movie but lightyear taking the resources to build what is essentially a, a digital IMAX camera so it has the right focal length of an IMAX camera, we don't need to waste money with that. It's very cool. It's very niche. Doesn't need to be burning probably, what, $10 million to do that? That's cool tech. Some of those shots are really cool. Uh, it does, is the story dog shit? Yeah, so then who gives, who gives a fuck at the end of the day? All right, so I think we've covered all eight of our topics for today. We're not going to ask what is Lightyear because me and Dimitri know. Not a question for us. That's a question for Gabe. So now it's time for thank you. I'd like to thank Izzy Hawthorne for saving socks from drifting into space. I'd like to thank Alicia Hawthorne for gifting Buzz socks. I'd like to thank Buzz for not letting socks get decommissioned by Star Command. I'd like to thank Pete Stone for voicing socks. I'd also like to thank Pete Stone for directing 
acting elemental. I'd like yes. to thank Bob Peterson for that cut gag in Monsters Incorporated. I'll thank him for that. I'm not thanking him for Carl's Day. I'd like to thank Uncle Matt for listening. Thank you, Uncle Matt. I appreciate it. I'd like to thank Elemental for making me believe in romance in the movies again. <laughs> it was a very fun time. I'd like to thank the construction crews that have been waking Luke and I up at 7 a.m. I'd like to thank Command Strips for holding my posters up. That's been that's been a big deal for me since he direct dec uh, decorated your room for fucking once. Yeah, because I'm trying to I'm trying to actually do that, make it look like a psycho doesn't live here. Psych. I'd like to thank Harley and Lucas. So last night was a good time uh, doing a little like movie auction draft thing. That was fun. I don't get uh, it. And I'd like to thank Hinge is working out better than it has in the past for me. So I just like to shout you out. Thank you, Hinge. I'd like to shout out Bumble for still having my Chevalier account. I haven't touched since whenever that movie came out in April. Not gonna thank Tinder and Bumble because you guys are like a wasteland for some reason. <laughs> These are my go-tos. I mean, I'm a hinge man now. I'm an, I'm an older man. I'm gonna start calling you the door because you love that hinge. It's hinge is a double-edged sword, you know? No. When the dating apps aren't working for you, they're your fucking enemy. When they are, they become your best friend. I'd like to you know? thank any future girl I take to a date at the MacGuffin's bar. I'd like to thank everyone on a date with me and you're listening to see if this is proof of me being psychotic. You think you've gotten your answer. Um, <laughs> just like that one girl who saw my Twitter and she was like, quote, are you okay? And I was like, maybe it's time to make this thing private. People need to know Andy Mac's a bourgeois pig, though. That's like six months in, Dimitri. Sock Sock is two years in. This is shit that, like, they find out. They're like, I think this guy's a little different than I thought he was. And I was like, oh, yeah. But I think, um... I'd like to thank Ross for trying to keep gas prices low, and I'd like to thank this Hawaiian shirt I'm wearing because it's just, it's sitting really nice right now, and it, it's perfect for me to do some cleaning for the rest of the day. I want to make sure we don't thank Clean Feed because they've been a fucking hassle today, and I'd like yeah, to definitely uh, not thank Podbean, who won't let me cancel. <laughs> I yeah. even, they responded. They just sent me the link to how I've canceled before. After this, again, and I will email them a video of me doing it. Yeah, they owe you fucking about 80 bucks. Use Anchor if you're making a podcast. Truly, I've been scammed. And also, I'd like to thank uh, Lucas again for sending us the, the text that said, quote, Elio looks like it's going to make $5. <laughs> oh, I'd also like to thank Lucas for seeing Elemental. He's, He's in, in the theater right, right now. now. He's not going to listen. But no, not a chance. I don't think anyone we re outside of Anastasia and Roxana, I don't know anyone that listens. And I'd like to thank my Starbucks Jakku cup, which is my fucking best mug. It's the coolest mug ever. And I think that'll do it. Oh, you gotta end the show though. I know. I'm ramping up to Oh, it. I just thought you forgot. I forgot a few minutes ago, but I don't remember. And to all of our dwindling listeners out there who made it through this odyssey of an episode, I wish you a good day and good night. <laughs>